We come to this place for magic. We come to pop overview, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Nick loved a girl I was pretending to be. Cool girl. Men always use that, don't they? As their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is gay. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin loving manner and then presents her mouth for fucking. Welcome back, everyone. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Pour Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 movie list. Uh, if you don't have a drink today, you can try try today's inspired cocktail based off number 187, Gone Girl. That's the number at the time of the recording. It is Amazing Amy. It is tequila, cream of coconut, triple sec, and lime. Um... Gone Girl 2014, director David Fincher, writer Gillian Flynn, starring Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. IMDb rating 8.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomato score, critics 88%. Audiences 87%. Letterbox 4.1 out of 5. Box office, uh, domestic 167.8 million. 218 adjusted for inflation. Worldwide 367.2. 477 million adjusted for inflation. And Oscars, best actress, Rosamund Pike. Such a tragedy. Such a such a tragedy. Never understand it. That I was just like looking at them. I was like, I literally have like my notes have a link to the Oscars because I'm like, this just isn't correct. The Oscars really fucked up here, and I don't know why. I don't, I, because you, it made you money. Don't, you don't even want to talk to me about this because I have thoughts. It's a movie that made money. That's true. Well, I mean, it's a good movie that made money, and you know the Oscars have always been against movies that make good money. They've done that before, though. I mean, like maybe more recent years, but like, like who, who, who? James Cameron always gets nominated. That's James Cameron. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think like, they like David Fincher very much. I think that's more of the real reason, because like I think besides Social Network. In the curious case, and, of Benjamin Benjamin Button. Button. and Mank got a lot of nominations, but I think that was because it was about Holly, old Hollywood film. But yeah. this one specifically was a pretty mainstream, like, it and was. it's isn't it his highest? I um, wasn't. It was. I wasn't sure if someone's shotgun facts, so I didn't say it. But it was Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and now it's and this. now it's Gone Girl, and now I'm just like, oh, he has a mainstream film, and it made money, and it's good. Fucking no, exactly, because like I, it could have gotten picture, director, actor. It's Would only you say like, supporting and supporting here, actress? Sure. Here, yes. It could have gotten... Here's my list. Okay. It could have gotten Best Picture. Okay. Best Director. Okay. Best Actor. Okay. It got the Best Actress. Mm-hmm. It could have gotten Best Supporting Actress for Carrie Coon. Okay. It could have gotten Best Supporting Actor for Tyler Perry. It could have gotten Best Adapted Screenplay. It could have gotten Best Original Score. It could have gotten Best Cinematography. It could have gotten Best Editing. It could have gotten Best Production. Best Sound. Sure. Best Sound. It could have gotten Best... Um, what else is there? What about makeup and costumes? No. No? I will... That's funny. So See, I won't give it costumes, but I would give it makeup. So before we transition the podcast into just doing the IMDb Top 250 movie list, we did do an episode on Gone Girl. So I was going to listen to it to see what we said. You can also go and check out that episode and see the differences. Uh, I don't think there is much, but you can. 
But when I listened to it, I, I was going to write down what we said, but we all said we loved it. So it really wasn't much to write down. But it's funny that you say that because when we recorded last time, which was, I think, February of 2022. Oh, my goodness. You said that you actually wish you got best makeup because of the con- like more people don't realize like how much work goes into contemporary makeup mm-hmm. and hairstyling. And I think because the dramatic wow, I do changes, not remember that. It's so long ago. Which one year? I was going to say, it's not difference. that long, the but dramatic it's dramatic changes of Amy Dunn throughout the film, I think, deserve the Oscar nomination. You know what the thing is? I think because, like, in the preceding years since this, I've seen, you know, we've seen, like, amazing makeup and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I'm not going to say that it didn't deserve it, but I'll say that is probably it. I wouldn't mind if it's in it, but I'll say that it's probably its least deserving category. That I would say probably not. Yeah, if it got it, I can see it. But I think best hair, uh, makeup, and hairstyling, best costumes are probably well. What were what were the what movies were in it? So for that category, makeup and hairstyling. It was Grand Budapest Hotel one. Okay, makes sense. Foxcatcher, but that was because of Steve Carell. Yeah, uh, Guardians, which made sense, and that's it. It was only three that year for that. Best costume, Grand Budapest Hotel one. Inherent Vice, Into the Woods, Maleficent, and Mr. Turner. Okay, you know what the thing is, is that I I wouldn't have no issues if Gone Girl was nominated for it, but if you look specifically at those movies, those are very heavy, intense makeup, costuming, versus um, Gone Girl, which, you know, their costuming and everything did have a purpose. They had a very specific purpose for the way they dressed everyone. Um, You know... Ben Affleck was supposed to be the everyday guy. Like, I know that the costume designer, I forgot her name, specifically, like, chose their clothes to make it seem like, you know, they actually do go shopping. Like, mm-hmm. they shop at the mall, they order it online, like, things like that. And, like, it works. It 100% works. But the thing is, is, like, can you put that up against those movies that have such elaborate I think makeup and costuming? Because there's only three best hair, makeup and hairstyling, and there could have been two more. I can see just because of like the transition of Amy, like how there's probably a lot of subtle stuff that went into it that can get makeup and hairstyling. I can see it getting snubbed more on the costume side than the makeup and hairstyling. Yeah. I mean, I can see makeup and hairstyling a hundred percent because like, I guess what I did say last time was it's hard in contemporary to get that look right. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's hard because it's like you have grand Budapest hotel and stuff. Yeah. up in there and it's kind of like okay well that's like a really really niche aesthetic that exactly. it's like how am i gonna compare like everyday contemporary to such like a specific, specific makeup heavy movies yeah and, co- and, and a lot of the costume was a lot of period like grand Budapest hotel is like a period style into the woods is fantasy maleficent fantasy and heron vice uh uh what's the word i'm trying 70s. to do no no but uh period like it's like a certain style so i think this was a very big uh like it's not it's like they're very in your face this stuff yeah exactly like it's like it requires a really deep amount of imagination to create elaborate costumes not saying that these aren't definitely great on point but that's the problem Uh, but uh, i think this might be one of the biggest snubs of oscar for me oh a hundred percent every other category jimmy like listed i was like yep yeah yep definitely yep like, I can see the supporting people not getting it because, yeah, they were good. But, like, I thought she – I'm kind of – I mean, like, yes, she is the epitome of the movie, a lot of it. But I think David Fincher, the score, and I'm looking at the score right now, it's Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, and The Theory of Everything. Gone Girl is better than most and, of them. And yeah, right, Gone right Girl. here, the best one of the scores, even that were nominated, didn't even win. So it's just a weak year. What, uh, Interstellar? Interstellar. Yeah. 
It was it's yeah, it's Christopher Nolan. It, yeah, this was a really big snub. I bet you if it was, if this came out ten years later, which I don't think that's it hasn't been there yet. Almost. So if it came out within the last five, five years, years, if it came out in the last five years, I think one, it would have got a lot more because I feel like now they're saying, you know what? People somehow are wanting mainstream movies because a good movie could be all, a mainstream movie could be nominated for an Oscar, not just these small little movies. And I think the broad for the Academy is now widened because they kind of changed. They added people who, who uh, represent a lot of different kind of movies. So I think this would have been a totally different game if this came out in like with like from 2019 to now i i 100% agree but i also think that it's more prevalent now and stands out more to us now just due to the fact of the completely different social landscape that we live in compared to 2014 yeah so i feel like this movie hits so much harder now with you know times up movement everything that was happening has happened since then so i like i feel like it hits so much more now and you're just like fuck this is like this hits really hard now compared to 2014 because i remember 2014 is probably one of the best years in terms of movies like the like the movies that we just like interstellar theory of everything boyhood whiplash all of that it's just like that was a great year for movies Mm -hmm. and i think the problem was is that gone girl just got buried beneath it i think you're right because the one you said like it just the time I feel like this would have played if it came out in the last five years, like a promising young woman. Definitely. And I think that it wasn't mainstream because it came out during COVID. And it definitely is better than promising young woman. And I love promising young no, yeah. woman. I think, I think because pro- it's hard to compare because promising young woman came out in co- like heart of COVID. So exactly. it's compared to numbers, but I think it would have played like that and been respected the same way. I don't think that the Academy would have been able to ignore it for yeah. so many categories yeah. had it come out within the last five years or so. Because I truly can't. Yes, I can think of things where, oh, it didn't get Best Picture, didn't get this. But like, this was just like, it got nothing. I know. It makes it's no crazy. sense. We've talked about this before. Gone Girl's one of Jimmy's like top movies. Like yes. top, top, top movies. And he was so upset. And at the time, I couldn't understand. I mean, I did because I loved Gone Girl just as much. But it was harder for me to understand because so many movies had come out that year. Mm-hmm. So many great movies that were completely like unexpected to me. There's just never one that's like, oh, it got nothing. Like, I think what was the, the apartment we did last episode? It was like, it got everything. <laughs> uh, the closest I can think of is Singing in the Rain. It got a Best Supporting Actress nomination. That's it. And that's it? That's it. So weird. It did get Golden Globe more, a lot, a lot more Golden Globe nominations, but it did. And I also think if they would have got more Oscars, <clears throat> especially for the screenplay, I think that would have because I feel like Gillian Flynn, Gillian Flynn had sharp objects, but like for some, it wasn't as strong as Gone Girl. And then she had a direct to or the direct no, the video. Direct, was, Dark Places was first, yeah. Then it was Gone Girl, then Sharp Objects. And I think if too. she would have got the Oscar nomination, that would have kept her. It would have kept her like going up, up, up. I feel like not getting it. It is one of those cases where the Oscar nomination would have helped. Yeah. But it did though, because Sharp Objects was critically acclaimed and I think it did well. I mean, it was nominated, I think at the Emmys. But like, I just, I was like, oh, she must've done so much now. Cause like, she's an amazing writer. And I was like her, and she's a great screenwriter, which is not always the same case for the writer. Like look at JK Rowling. When she started writing Harry Potter stuff, it wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do both a lot of times and she can. So I was like, she must have had a bunch of stuff. And she just had that like utopia show on Amazon. And the, ever since that ended in 2020, she hasn't had anything since. And I'm mm-hmm. like, 
that's a waste of a person. Like, she is so good and so talented. No, yeah, 100% agree. It's just, I like, it, in retrospective, it blows my mind that Gone Girl got overlooked so much. It's, like, it makes me angry. I'm, so much. The Academy, you fucked up. You fucked up. Um, but moving on to shotgun facts. Jimmy, would you like to start with yours? No. Okay, Kelly, would you like to start with yours? So apparently, and honestly, I didn't know that it was to this extent. Rosamund Pike apparently gained and lost 13 pounds three different times throughout filming and put herself on a very strict diet to lose the weight. Now, normally in like when people film, you know, when they do the weight gain, they just film all the scenes. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she did this three times throughout the entire filming process, that has to like fucking suck really hard. And I forgot, I think she was just eating hamburgers and malt. I'm like, that's great. Like she probably had a a wonderful time gaining the weight. But losing it probably But losing the weight probably (laughs) sucked so bad. And honestly, I didn't actually realize that she had gained the weight. And Mm. the reason that, you know, I'm not, that it was shocking to me was like, I honestly thought that they did what um, I forgot who it was in another movie. So like sometimes in movies when they want someone to feel plumper, they put like cotton balls or like those rubber Reese things. Spoon, that was no or no, James no. Franco. They, James Franco. They, they, they did the thing. no no James Franco for 127 hours. They went backwards and they for when he was supposed to look normal, they had him looking heavier and yeah. then his normal. But they put something in his cheeks that like oh no no, no. it was it the Godfather it was um. I don't know the God, Marlon Miranda had stuff in his mouth. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like, but they also they still do that yeah. to this day. Like, if they want someone to have a plumper like face, yeah, they like will just like stick things like in their mouth. And I thought that's what they did with her, and you know, just put her in like frumpier clothes. I yeah. didn't know she actually like gained the weight. To be quite honest, well, I think like I think it was like because she, it's probably when she was like. uh Coming out of like the end scene where like Neil Patrick Harris, where she's supposed to look more like she came home withered. Yeah. If you don't notice it as much, but I guess like it was oh, more like, like I saw that. But the thing is, is like I didn't realize she actually gained weight yeah. for those scenes because, like realistically, like there are she did film a couple scenes, but it wasn't that much of the movie. So but the flashback, she did she did look more, um, fuller like like not as skinny as I think at towards like. When she's like, oh when yeah definitely she runs away. yeah definitely like there was a difference but yeah. like I it was like so subtle that it's yeah. like I could tell that like she lost weight but I didn't really but that's a testament to the makeup and everything yeah. I didn't realize that she well is it but I don't know either way I didn't know she actually put the weight on yeah I thought it was just movie magic to be honest and then Ben Affleck did it unrelated just because he was doing uh Batman vs Superman Jimmy do you have your shotgun fact uh, no you can go okay um well I had a few just in case what you guys had so I'll go with the casting. Uh, John Hamm, Tom Cruise, Seth Rogen, Ryan Reynolds, and Brad Pitt were all considered for the role of Nick Dunn. And then Reese Witherspoon, Charlie Theron, Natalie Portman, Emily Blunt, Rooney Mara, Olivia Wilde, Abby Cornish, Jessica Chastain, and Julianne Huff. Always a well, that's why I wanted to do that game again. Like, um, not who a game, but yeah, who would you cast if not for those people? To be honest with you, I don't know. If, yeah, I think these people are meant to be these people. Like, I, I normally don't praise Ben Affleck on his acting. His directing is a lot stronger for but me. But he was very, this but is his best acting. he plays this so good. And like, she's obviously amazing, but he's much more of a subtle performance where I'm like, fuck, Ben Affleck's a good actor. Yeah. I think this second time, I don't know if we said it in our original one, but like Ben Affleck deserved a fucking nomination oh, for 100%. this. Oh, 100%. Now, if you had a gun to my head, to be honest with you, any, any of these, I couldn't choose. Okay. So what are the guy, the guys? John Hamm, Tom Cruise, 
Seth Rogen, Ryan Reynolds, and Brad Pitt. Seth Rogen. Maybe John Hamm because he kind of has no, that. No, it would be no. John Hamm. Uh, that, that would be my pick. Maybe him. If I had to pick someone, who would you pick? Kelly. Well, I'm biased, so I would choose Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. And then the girls were. Like, Tom Cruise definitely, he couldn't pull this off. No. He would, like, make it into an action movie thriller <laughs> yeah. somehow. And then. This movie is a lot of things. It's I not mean, an action thriller. And I don't really know where Seth Rogen came from. Like, I guess I can see it. Like, I've seen his dramatic work and definitely can work. But the problem mm. is, is that I can't see him as someone who's seducing, like, another yeah. younger student or something. Amy, um, for Amy, once again. I don't think anyone else could play her, but it was Reese Witherspoon, Charlize Theron, maybe. Natalie Portman, Emily Blunt, Rooney Mara, Olivia Wilde, Abby Cornish, Jessica Chastain, and Julianne Huff. Julianne Huff, definitely. No, <laughs> no I, I would say Charlize Theron or Jessica Chastain. Yeah, Jessica Chastain was definitely one for me, but I actually thought, um, who else was there? Natalie Portman. Nah. No, not... Mm. That Rooney Mara I'm going back and forth with. Abby Cornish, possibly. Is she She's not three billboards? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't see She's that, not but. like a super strong actress. Not, you know, not trying yeah. to knock her. But personally for me, she's not a super strong actress. But she's like the only person that I think could pull off being, could like, I could see doing that. Because the problem with the rest of the actresses, I can see them doing one thing and then not accomplishing the other. Yeah. I mean, granted, I've only seen her in three billboards and she was my least favorite character. So that's why I'm like hesitant to say that. But I don't know what I don't know what else she's but, been like in, but. Reese Witherspoon. I think we all discussed this that it was like she would play the perfect cool girl, mm-hmm. but she I don't I don't think I've ever seen her pull off Dark. complete crazy except yeah. for closest is election. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen her in a role well, where I, she's done something like that. She was only really considered I think because she produced it. So like they went. Well, they, she wanted it for herself. Yeah, and so. then she realized. Well, that's also smart of her to be like this isn't going to work with me and not like. Shoehorn or well, they said that she didn't want to do nudity. Well, that and also and just like to put to be the producer and not be like, no, we're not having that scene. Like, cut things out. Yeah, but I her. also feel like David Fincher was like, no, and like if David Fincher's the director, he pretty much no, gets I what agree. He wants. I feel like he he knew that he wouldn't be able to push her to the places that she needed to go. Well, I'm saying like nowadays you have those actors where it's like they produce it and like they're all they're in it because they just Linda Wilmer. <laughs> yes, him and like I love The Rock, but like. The Rock would never just produce something and not yeah. put himself in it. So like, it, it, she is enough sense like Margot Robbie. Yeah, one hundred percent, hundred. That's the yeah. And then who was also was there? Jessica Chastain. She could, but there's like something missing. I don't know what it is. I could see her in it, but I also feel like she wouldn't be able to hit that. Right? I'm so stupid. I was literally thinking, and I thought of Salt because me and Kelly recently saw Saltburn, and <laughs> I was like. You know who'd be great? Rosemary Pike. And I was like, oh, wait, fuck. wait, 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 just fuck. <laughs> Who else was there? Uh, Rooney Mara. She wouldn't be able to pull off she, the cool she girl. Was a, she was a good Liz, Elizabeth. I don't know. Uh, I She's Salander. one of the people I can see. But I, once again, it's just because I'm like, I'm making it up my head because I don't think anyone could. Rooney Mara, I don't think has that look to pull off the cool girl part. She's got too much of a, a when, when, when she's like not girl with the dragon tattoo, I feel like she's very like good girl, like. Innocence. Her? Yeah, like in Carol. I mean... That's you, what I can see her as. You know what the thing is? Is that Rooney Mara, the problem is, is like, okay, so I've never... I When I saw Gone Girl the first time, didn't... Again, it's another movie. I didn't know what it was. I just went to go see it because Jimmy said so. I didn't know what was going on. Rooney Mara has that look that, like, I would have suspected her. I would have suspected oh, really? her. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, she doesn't give me... She doesn't give me that good girl vibe. She gives me that vibe that I'm like... 
you're kind of shady like a little bit like there's something like a little off about you like i could see you doing something fucked up like i didn't expect anything from rosamund pike well, from, i think also i i never really saw rosamund pike in anything before that so i was like i only saw her in pride and prejudice I pride and and I think, oh wait no and um the james bond movie but i think because she was new it's like you don't know what to expect from her well and yeah and th- well that's another reason why david fincher hired her he said yeah. that she has such an ambiguous look in terms of you don't know like she can play older and she can play younger he's good at casting people that are unknown because i think like he sees something and then like because he's crazy good and weird with the way he directs yeah he can manipulate what he sees because i think i saw that they, he just kind of went online and like googled people yeah and said like i know he said like the What's his name? Um, ben Affleck. He was like, he had that look to him. He's like, oh, okay, I can work with that. Emily Ratajkowski, like, I would never cast her. Like, yeah. who, who would have thought to cast her? But she actually was good in this movie. Yeah. Tyler Perry. I, I think Ben I Affleck never, was like, you need to cast her. Yeah. Like, I would never after think the, the Blurred Lines video. I would never think to cast Tyler Perry in this role, but he, it worked. So it's like, he has that magic. But I did think of someone for Amy. She's a little, she's older, and I don't think it would work, but Kate Blanchett. She has the presence, I feel like, to do that. Tar. I I could probably could see Kate Blanchett. But, you, you know Rooney Mara. The closest to Rooney Mara is to this side effects. You remember side effects with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, but the thing is, is like I could tell there was something fucking off about Rooney Mara and side effects. So that's why I said I would the the twist wouldn't have gotten me. Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tar as Amy <laughs> Dunn. That's that's what it needs to be. Kate Blanchett probably could have. Like that's a good one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone else who would be able to. I wanted I wanted to say Margot Robbie, but I don't know. I don't know if she can do it. I I don't actually she, can't see. I it. love her, but I don't know if I can see her in this. Uh, Jimmy, your shotgun fact. Okay. So an earlier version of the screenplay was 177 pages long, and if that version had been used to shoot the film, it would have come out to two hours and 57 minutes long. And I think that they should have kept that. What is it? Script. What is? Isn't it like two and a, like two, two hours and, and forty minutes? Two and a half hours. They cut like 20 minutes out. I mean, it feels like it's 30 seconds, but... Because there are some other um, things that happen in the book that do not happen in the movie. Well, they said that um, Gillian Flynn, like, specifically said that she's like, I'm not someone who's afraid to cut stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think she purposely cut... She purposely cut out things that serve... That didn't serve the ser- the story as yeah. well. See, there was one part I thought... You can say it. Just the- say spoiler alert. No, it's in the book. At the end well, of the like book. People, some people who didn't read the book. Oh, well, if you didn't read the book. Well, I'm saying I didn't read the book. That's so good. Your brother didn't read the book. <laughs> okay, so at the end of the book, when Amy's back home, she's like, you can't leave me. Like, instead of just, just being the pregnancy that Nick can't leave her, she's like, you're not leaving me because I have, um, I think she was drinking antifreeze and then vomiting it back up and then freezing the vomit. And keeping it somewhere. This way, if he ever what? went to the police, she'd be like, "Um, he's been poisoning me, and I have the proof." And she would, and they would just accept the frozen block of vomit. Well, I guess she'd have her. I mean, they accepted in the beginning her fake crime scene, and she's she had yeah, but yeah. that was like carefully like, but it's but like everyone, everyone except for the cop knew. Everyone but the cop knew. Like I think the male cop still didn't like Nick. He still felt that he had something to do with it. The only cop that was on their side was um, was the the one from the walk, the Fear of the Walking, the Kim Dickens. Yeah. See now, if that if they would have placed that, it before, was those four people at the airport who knew. It was Nick, his sister, Tyler Perry's character, and um, Kim Dickens. Kim Dickens's character. See, but if they would have put the frozen vomit in 
before she came home, I would have thought, okay, that's fine. But then putting it after, I feel like there's too much to someone to be like, well, this is just weird. I, I'm okay with cut them cutting that. Well, no, it should have just like they should have referenced it. Like she didn't just have the baby that was keeping him. Yeah, but. yeah, I think that would require. But like, I think I might be fine, okay with it as long as like they did have a scene with it. Because if they didn't, then my first thought would be the same thought I just said to you. I'm like, so she's gonna give them a block of frozen vomit. Yeah, because it's like you know, or you're gonna take the time to melt the frozen vomit somewhere. <laughs> I mean, during this whole time, she did keep his sperm and then impregnate herself without know. anyone knowing. You know what? Isn't it weird that I'm just like, yeah, but that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but weirdly, I feel the same way. Um, That's so weird. Are we? Do we have problems? That makes sense. That hundred percent. She did have sense. like uh, thousands of dollars in credit card debt delivered somewhere without anyone knowing. Some who paid that off? How did that happen? Did they just say, okay, you, you came back alive, bye-bye? That's a, that's, that's a sequel problem. <laughs> no, I think, I think they still, like, Nick still had to pay it off. Like, Nick was still paying it See, off. Like, I w- uh, but all the press, they probably got a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. On credit card debt. <laughs> I kind of wish they would see if they extended it. I would like to see, like, what did Nick actually just, like, agree to do? There was That's a, what I was curious there's about. There's actually one line that Carrie Coon says at the end that... I actually am not 100% sure what it actually means. So it's the part where she's crying against the sink, like, oh, my God, like, you're going to stay with her. But the way she says it, she's like, oh, my God, you want to stay with her. And he's like, she has my kid. But the way, like, on a rewatch, the way she says it, because he takes a really deep pause, it's like, wait, does he actually want to stay with her? Well, that's why I love the movie. So that's a question for me because... He's silent. He's absolutely silent when she, I forgot the line she says right before that. Do you remember? Some, it's something it's along something. the same lines. But then she's like, she stares at him. And it's like realization comes across her face and she's like, oh my God, you want to stay with her. And she emphasizes the word want. and But there's no like direct answer to it. Like being like, wait, does he still love Amy? Well, that's why I love this movie because it's literally like there's the part where you hate Nick because you think he murdered her. And then you kind of hate Amy because, like, she. I know you don't hate. You Amy. don't hate. I've it. never to, hated. But Amy. to me, it's like <laughs> the dis. The dislike goes from like him, then to her, and then like you realize they're both just they're fucked perfect up. together. They're perfect together. So then you just hate, like, not like you just hate both of them. Like you deserve this. That, so that's, I, when everyone always complains about the ending, I, I always say the same thing. I'm like, they're perfect for each other. They're both horrible people, and they both deserve each other. Yeah. And they're perfect for each other. Because I, he goes along with it and she just does what she wants. But that's why I love just like, but you don't often see that where it literally like your thought is changing every five seconds and also just the genre of movies changing every five well, seconds. Well, uh-huh. there's, there's this, it's like the book. There's, this is a, th- a three part story mm-hmm. and it even says it at the, like in the subtitles on the bottom, it's like four days gone, three days, like yeah. seven days gone, but then it changes to four days Miss it or four days. It's four days. Hers is four days. Um, missing. No, I think it's miss. What's what did you say? The first one you said gone. So it might be so mi- it's missing, missing found, gone. returned. No, I think it's missing. I think I think it's gone. His is missing and hers is gone. gone. Yeah. And then it's and then it's home or something. Jimmy, it's gone, girl. I, I know. That's why I think it's I think it's missing because at that point you don't know she's just gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean. I have to ask before we move on, before we take a break also, really quick. Yeah, I, I do agree with the, we were talking about the Oscars, the sound, when she slams the hammer into her 
into Oof. her chai. Oh. <laughs> that thunk. That that is a good a good sound. Uh, it makes you want it, it like immediately when it happens, you're just like Honestly, I was watching this movie and I was just like, I've seen this movie so many times because I love it. Like I could, I could like, you know, play on my phone and I was going to do that. And then I just put my phone down because I was like, no, I have to like watch oh, it. Oh, I was like, hundred percent. It was like midnight. I was like, let me just watch like the first hour. And then like tomorrow I'll watch night. And I was like, it's almost two o'clock and I want to finish. You can't just, I mean, I did just stop it, but I, well, I had to at one point because I was like, so I, I was like, it's late. I was but like, you I was had to, to like you, like, it wasn't like you were just like, oh, I have to stop. You were just like, I have to actually physically stop. I'm like, I have to do stop. something now. So I have to stop the, the movie. But then I, I did watch it later. But now before we go on the break, I, I, when I'm watching this, cause this is my third or fourth time watching <gasps> it. I saw this five times in the theater. Okay. Well, you haven't like, even gotten to my the- theatrical feeling. I have not. <laughs> But like the first time, shocked. Second time, I think there was a big pause from the theater to like when I rewatched it. I was like, oh, like you still have those feelings now? It's like you, it doesn't change it to an amazing movie. But like, I don't have certain things that I like. It's like, I would just like pay to have to like have that first experience Uh, again. mm -hmm. Can I tell you? So, uh, because I knew, I read the book. Did you have that same feeling really quick? Well, here's my, 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 my story time. Okay. Story time. Give me story time. I read the book, so I knew what happened, like the the pretty much the basic plot lines. So I went with people who didn't see it, who didn't read it. Me. And I kept <laughs> seeing it multiple times with people who hadn't who didn't know what was gonna happen. So I got to relive that experience over and over okay. and over again. When I read a book, usually I like the book better. But like I said, that's why like I'm kinda don't want to read the book because I don't want to taint mm-hmm. the movie's amazing well that's why i think this is one of the the most perfect uh uh book to screenplay adaptation well, there is it's the most book movie i've ever seen in my life it literally feels like a book I, and that's why i love it well, yeah that, it's the way it's the way they wrote amy's diary exactly that that's how they that's how they um there's they three book adaptations where i had no idea it was a book at all i knew nothing about the movie and all three of these book adaptations have completely like blown me away. Gone Girl, Room, and The Hate You Give. All well, three of those books movies. Books or the movies? I like the oh, movies never- blew me away. Oh, okay. And I had no idea what was going going on going into it. So sometimes I actually prefer like seeing movies based on books. Like I Sometimes I read them, but like mostly I prefer not to. You like to read them after. I like to read them after to see what I missed. But like literally those three are like probably the most perfect like book movie like things that like being like like that blew my mind. It just and blew my fucking mind. Can I tell you one that is not good in either version? The girl, girl, the girl on the train. train. <laughs> that movie. That was trying so hard to be the next Gone Girl. I was going to say, this, that it movie only got so greenlit because of Gone Girl. And it was, I tried reading the book because everyone's like, it's the next Gone Girl. So I remember like, you hated I'm it. I'm reading it and I'm like, I, I can't read. I stopped because I'm like, I don't know who's who. They're not telling me, like when they're switching characters, they're not telling me. And it's the same thing, just from a different character's perspective. And then the movie was just The movie stupid. was horrible. The only book I can think of that I've read that like the movie translated so well that it's like almost identical to me is Hunger Games Catching Fire. It's not close to Gone Girl, but it's the only one where I'm like, when you think about like the whole spoiler to this movie, but like the whole clock thing. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, they're actually doing this like I was thinking in the movie. Uh-huh. This is crazy because it never happens. And like same with Gone Girl. It's on two different levels, but it's the closest second one I can think of. I've, I don't think I've ever read. I've never read Room 
and the hate you give because I'm really scared it's going to ruin how much I love the movie. That's why I want to read Gone Girl. No. Like, I love Gillian Flynn. I haven't heard much about the hate you give, but I have heard Room is unbelievable. I'm like so scared because I love that movie. I literally watched it like two nights ago because I was like, fuck, I love Room so much. And I'm not even a huge Brie Larson fan, but like, holy shit, like fucking Room. Jacob Tremblay, how did he not get a Oscar nomination? Listen to our Room episode yeah, the, the podcast. And the hate you give. I don't even think you saw a trailer for that. Why did we even see that? Because it got an A-plus cinema score. Oh, yeah, score. it got an A-plus cinema score, and it was, like, at 92%, and we and were, were just like, like, what is this? We should go see it. Yeah, and, like, we're, I, I remember that I was, like, want to go see it, and Jimmy was like, yeah, sure. And we were sitting in the theater, and I turned to Jimmy as the previews were playing, and I'm like, and I, we told the story multiple times. I'm like, do you even know what this is about? And he looks at me, and no. he's like, nope. And then the movie ends, and I remember we were just like, holy fucking shit, that movie. But... We'll do a quick summary, and then we'll uh, throw it to break. Uh, Jimmy, I intended to, so I'll read it for you. Uh, on the occasion of his fifth wedding anniversary, Nick Dunn reports that his wife, Amy, has gone missing. Under pressure from the police and a growing media frenzy, Nick's portrait of a blissful union begins to crumble. Soon, his lies, deceit, and strange behavior have everyone asking the same dark question. Did Nick Dunn kill his wife? Dun, dun, dun. Break time. Hi, best friend. Hi. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah, just having to do this promo that you're making me do, but it's okay. Yeah, same. I have to do it too. (laughs) Hi, best friend. Hi, best friend. I'm Kelly. I'm Kelsey. And our podcast is Good Luck Everyone Else. Someone told us seven years ago that we were funny enough to start a podcast, so here we are, finally getting around to it. We don't know what we'll say or what we'll get into, but we can say we release every Friday. So hang out with us then. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Good luck. And we're back. Gone Girl number 187 at the time of the recording. As we always do it, I know the answer. I feel like I'm going to know the answer. I mean, we're already 36 minutes in. I love it. It's a great movie. I was going to say, we're already like... A lo- but like our normal... Movie, and we're going to have even more to say just about this one topic. I knew Matt like saw me shaking my head as soon as he yeah. said the number that it was at. And I was so like, do you think it should be on the list? And do you think 187 is the appropriate number? Jimmy, we'll start with you. Um, I think it should be on the list. And I think it should be at least in the top 10. Okay. Kelly? Uh, it definitely deserves to be on the list, and it definitely is in the wrong fucking place for sure. Where would you put it? Uh, I'm not sure top 10, but I'm going to say top 20. I agree. It should be on the list, and I the number is terribly wrong. Um, I would, I mean, I think anywhere from 50 or above, but, like, that's, like, going past 50 is, like, criminal. Yeah. Like, I think it should be higher probably, but anything past 50 is criminal. I mean, we've seen so many movies now, both from the top 10 and top 20. And I'm just like, this movie's so much fucking better. Like, what's the one that we all really don't like? Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The other one. What's the one with we... the milk? Snatch. Oh, that's not top. That's like. No, what's another something. one? There's another one that we were like, why is this in the. It's oh, a wait. Wonderful Life? No, wait. What was the. Uh, the uh, was it the usual suspects? Oh, that's like number that's 20 really something. High. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking no. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to be longer, but pretty much we said what we were going to say. So let's move on to some other things we want to talk about. Let's talk about, I mean, we kind of talked about the acting, but I want to talk more about Rosamund Pike and how perfect she is. Who won that year? Julia Moore Moore. for Still Alice. I've Uh, never seen that movie. I saw it. I saw it. It was good. I can't say it wasn't, and she was amazing in it. But you know what the thing is? is? Is she in Amy Dunn? 
No, but it's hard because she's playing one of those Oscar roles that it's kind of like, what are you supposed to do with someone who's suffering from, who's playing like illness perfectly? She has um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, and but she played it perfectly. And it was also Rosamund Pike is a psycho bitch. I know it's hard. I hate saying this because, like, obviously, but she's bias actress. wise, personal wise, I want I wanted Rosamund Pike to win. But it was also one of those years where I mean, I love Julian Moore, but it was one of those like it's her time to win. So I think they gave it to her as well. But she won for I Care a lot, Jimmy, later on in life. Okay. And that movie <laughs> I was that nowhere movie near too. Gone Girl. It was a, She plays the same exact role, I know, and I love it. It was a Gone Girl role. wannabe, that movie. But she won, and you were happy with that. So you have someone somewhere in the universe. It sucks because I think she's so good in Saltburn. Oh my god, she's amazing. She's so good, but I don't think she's gonna get a nomination. If she gets Oscar nomination, wise, I'll, be, I'll be happy with nomination. But like, she plays dramatic slash funny, like I've never seen before. Like literally, she is probably she like every time she's on screen, it was just bright. Like she like literally like stole every single scene. And that also she was like in. enough quotable moments as as like a bridesmaid movie. But I, I was reading on, on IMDb that uh, David Fincher, he said like regarding the casting for the uh, title character, David Fincher said he wanted an actress with a Faye Dunaway type persona. The director told Playboy magazine, I wanted Faye Dunaway in Chinatown where you think this person has experienced avenues of pain that no one can articulate or Faye in network where it's, you're never going to get to the bottom of this. So just stop. It's crazy how much Rosamund Pike reminds me of Faye Dunaway. And as I read that, I, I was like, that. I was like, oh shit. That's like, I would never put them together, mm -hmm. but then reading that and from the two movies, she literally has that kind of like, like nothing behind the eyes kind of thing of Chinatown and that kind of craziness of network where I was like, Rosamund Pike's a new fade down way. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, when I saw this movie the first time, I didn't suspect her in the least. Did you think she was dead? When I first saw it, yeah. Did you think that she was dead? I wasn't sure. Honestly, I wasn't sure if she was dead or not, but I really actually... But do you think she was actually gone? Like someone like someone took yeah. her, someone, like something actually happened? Yeah. Yeah. I thought like either someone took her or Ben Affleck's character did like have her tied up somewhere. Like I thought it was going to turn into one of those situations. But like I had no idea that it was of her own machinations. Like I had no idea. My only thing was when I watched it for the first time, the flashbacks felt so... I think I said this the last time we talked about Grand Girl. It was felt so scripted, but like... Now when you rewatch well, it, they are scripted. No, but that but that's why the yeah, screenplay's so perfect. You don't know where and the directing. You and don't the you don't know what the what's real. What the real parts of her journal were compared to what the stuff she was making up until I think the point. No, not at all. Not where, at all. Like he pushes her down. I think that's where you're like, okay, this is where she starts to go all fake, and then her being like, I want to buy a gun. Oh, see, I, I, like, I, I think he may kill me. No, I still didn't I thought the know. Opposite. I thought I the still more beginning know. felt fake, and then the ending was the more real one. No, I think the beginning, because they did certain things, like um, the thing with the, the chin, that's something oh, that... Oh, covering his chin. That's mm -hmm. something that they, they still did. You had... um The sugar. The sugar, like, she saw... Wasn't her. that the chin? Thing? No, no, that's the it's the same like, night, but um, the sugar storm. Oh, like, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, He's I'm like, thinking the lips and the chin. I'm getting this. Um, and then I mean, I think the proposal is true. I honestly, when I watched it again, I was like, "Is this true?" I was like, "This seems so perfect." But that's why I was like, "This feels weird for David Fincher." It feels almost like too much. 
Because he's very, like, he's too much sometimes, but, like, in a great way. And I was like, I'm confused. And then when, like, you kind of, when it got to, like, her, like, when, like, you find out she's just, on, like, she did this all herself. And I'm like, rewatch. And then when you rewatch it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is, what isn't perfect in this movie? It's because like, of what the isn't score. Perfect? It's because of the score, too. Yeah. Like, every time we, we score. went to that flashback, there was that, or, you know, that, like, eerie score was like da, da. like you know as know every time i went to a flashback and it just added on to it that i was just like it feels so glossy that i'm not sure that it's real it, it, it it's so well done where it's like oh i guess that would be the only thing like when you're watching a movie like you have like critiques but then like rarely do you get to the end of the movie you're like oh i i guess i don't have critiques it was all planned i mean the two i, I think it was a trent razor and atticus Finch? Yeah. Not Atticus Finch, Atticus Ross. Atticus Finch is from Thank you. I was like, that name sounds too familiar for Mockingbird, Mockingjay. They are literally, if I hear their score, you know how like you're like, oh, I want to go see that movie because of that director? Sometimes I hear their scoring, so I'm like, I need to see that movie because they're scoring What movie did I just recently watch and I saw that and I was like, I got really excited and I was like, Ooh, I, literally any movie they're in, especially if you put them and David Fincher and then Aaron Sorkin together, it's like a dream okay, team for me. That's just your favorite movie. So <laughs> calm yourself down. I know. But yeah, like Gone Girl is a really difficult movie to find anything wrong with. Well, it's funny because there was one review that said, it's, "Oh God, no, 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 it's a good one." It was. Oh, okay. It was like the movie starts. It's like it surprises you that those 150 minutes never feel that long. It's just like you you get lost in it. They're like the movie starts normal murder mystery, and somewhere 15 20 minutes in the movie. You'd be like, what makes it deserve all the appreciation? But wait, it hasn't even started yet, which is so true. It isn't all what it seems. And one surely can't judge a, a, judge a book by its cover because literally it's three. It's like it's so it's normally these kind of movies would make, would, could be slow. Yeah. And it's like three movies in one. It, it's and it's all cohesive, which mm-hmm. is almost never the fact. Yeah. But it's just like you're always wondering what's going on. It's clever. It's funny. It it, it 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 was a little different, and I'm just like, how 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 can you just like all of a sudden it's one of those things where you like you feel like you blinked and the movie's over. I'm like, I want more. I know. I, re- I guess when you say you want more of a movie, it's a good movie. You have three acts, three perfectly paced acts, which is like unheard of. But I think because she writes, this is where writing like a book I think comes in handy. Of the acts, this also story. I mean, I guess she wrote it, so it, it, it lends itself to act story. It's not like it literally is three specific acts instead of just being like, oh, like these are the acts. It's like, no, like literally it's three specific things. Uh, Yeah. And understanding what you can, uh, what you can like play with. Exactly. So like I did read in the trivia that or production notes that Gillian Finn was like, so like a lot of the parents backstory had to get um, Jimmy would know because he's the only one who read the book. Um, had to get axed. Apparently, something happened with Neil Patrick Harris's character, Desi's Collins's mother, or something like that. Yeah, vague. I don't really remember and that, but I there I was do flashbacks remember. to Nick's mom. I do remember Nick's mom had a much bigger part. It had a, actually a part in the book, but they cut that out, and it's just kind of like her recognizing what works for a movie and what doesn't work for a movie. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that's the biggest issue that authors have when it comes to doing like book adaptations and they're involved in it they just don't know what isn't and isn't needed for a movie version exactly there's very few that can actually cut their own story a lot of people were like this like when you want a crime thriller or like a murder like this is it like yeah this is like pinnacle and you would never guess it from i feel like initially seeing the movie 
until you actually, you have to like see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's so good. Oh People cannot replicate it. They cannot replicate it because like I said, I had no idea that Rosamund Pike's character, I didn't suspect her once. And that's really great because normally when I go into these types of movies, I literally am like, like thinking of all the things that could happen or could not happen. Mm-hmm. And like, if the thought even crosses my mind, I'm just like, okay, so it's kind of general because the fact that I even thought of it, yeah. it's like, I kind of knew where it was going. This one, no fucking clue. I think I got the same thing with the book because I remember reading the book and then it cuts to her and I'm reading it and I'm like, wait, I'm confused. She's driving away saying how horrible Nick is. And I was like, hold on. I, I must have just like been reading and not paid attention. Yeah. Let me go back and reread this and I'm reading it and I'm like, I was like, she, she did this herself. <laughs> she did this all herself i think i had to go back and read it a third time but that's what's great about gillian flynn is that you you have and i think that's what makes like reading going to like movies exciting that it has those twists and it's not just the standard like oh yeah we play like we kind of put it on a little bit on, on its head it's like this literally like changed the entire movie changed the entire book i remember shop objects i had to go back and forth and read it five times before i understood the twist i was like Wait, at the what? very end? At the very end. But it also, like, maybe I had to go back. Like, then I went back, like, a chapter. I was like, I have to read this again because now it's all different. I didn't, get, I didn't get the sharp objects thing, like, at the end either for the show. And then when I figured it out, because it was confusing for me. It really was confusing for me. And then when I figured it out and then I watched the credits, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Well, that's why I want her to write more. Or I guess maybe she's writing another book. But, like, I want her to make more, like, movies or TVs because she just knows that balance of, like, what to keep Wait, you interested? Huh? Amy Adams as Amy. No, I don't see her playing the crazy part of it. Really? Yeah, I can't, I, see, I can't it. see it. I can see it. I feel like we. I've I'm seen also her seeing in her those... in sharp objects, and I can't take it out of that. All right, well, maybe because of that, because I can see her doing the cool girl, and I can see her because she does so well at like tortured type of roles, like going into the tortured like Amy part. And see, I'm to like, me, what you guys said about Rooney Mara is what I think about Amy Adams. She's like too. Good girl. You have Giselle from Enchanted. Oh, no, no, no. I, n- I never said that Rooney Mara was too good girl. Well, maybe you said that, Jimmy. I, that was he me. Said that. I said Rooney that. Mara is the type of person that I'm like, I suspect you of something. Oh, okay. Like, besides the girl with the dragon tattoo, like, I don't think I've seen her in something where she plays um, in side effects. Side effects. I wanted to, since we talked about how the acting, like, you couldn't replace them, I also don't think you can replace a director. I only think David Fincher could make this movie. I truly don't. Do you think someone else could have? The only person I would allow to touch this film. Allow. Is Christopher Nolan. No, no, I can't can't even see Christopher Nolan pulling this off because he would need a bigger budget for some reason. Like he wouldn't be able to do this with a small budget. I see what you're saying because it kind of has that cold factor to it, which he's he doesn't have a lot of emotion in his movies, but I don't think he would have pulled off the before the twist. It would have made it wouldn't have got you as much as this movie got you, in my opinion. I don't think he would have been. I don't think he's capable of doing these smaller self-contained type of movies was it a smaller self-contained though this movie i, I mean i know it's a character huge. analysis oh. movie i mean which i consider a smaller self-contained movies where it's more a character analysis type movie i was like i don't think i could see him doing that i mean i kind of can i kind of see oppenheimer as like a, a character analysis movie um yes but it's also their spectacle no yeah uh, yes i feel like if christopher nolan directed this a plane would have gone through a house like that's what <laughs> i'm saying like i don't think he's capable of doing this without adding a ridiculous amount of spectacle okay yeah that i see yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like a michael bay like michael yeah. bay's incapable of doing it too you're someone who i think could have also played it if she was about 20 years 30 years ago gillian anderson 
I think could have done a great Amy Dunn. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not sure. You know what the thing is? I'm not, I didn't, I'm not an X-Files fan. I'm a sex education fan. So I'm not really super exposed to Gillian Anderson. So I wouldn't be able to like really like say it. But based on what I have seen her in, I'm going to say no. Okay. I see her playing both parts, but just, I don't see her as Amy. Like I can see how she can do both sides, but just not. I'm trying to movie. think like now, like I'm like really like into this, like what actress could, I don't think there action? is. I don't think either of them, it could be played by someone else and it would work. If it wasn't David Fincher, uh, 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 Ben Affleck, Rosemary Pike, and Gillian Flynn. Jennifer Lawrence. No, Mm-mm. she could play crazy. Cause a mother, you know, th- <laughs> I'm trying to think like, I don't think she'd be able to pull off the cool girl part. Cause she is like well, a she chill, a cool she's girl. a chill girl. But like the way the way Amy holds herself, she's a New York City socialite. Socialite. Mm-hmm. I can't see Jennifer also, Lawrence in that. Also, I don't see. I can. I can't see her when she's with Desi, because that's a different character as well. Like playing them so hard. Yeah. Oh, I'm still. Rosamund Pike. She's amazing. The monologue part where she's explaining what she did, just the thoughts that went into this. Like, okay, let's make the crime scene perfect, but not too perfect, and let's do enough blood that you know they can still be alive, but. You know, it's then it's her own blood. So let's collect that over a little bit. But let's also collect the pee of the pregnant neighbor down the block. Idiot so neighbor. I can say <laughs> I'm, a preg- neighbor, I'm, yeah. a, a pr- I'm pregnant. It's just. Well, that's, yeah, it's I, I just very few movies can do that where you're like thinking as, with the with the movie pace instead of like saying, oh, I think this is going to happen. And that's makes a genius movie. But I would I had a question for you guys because I saw um, we were since, since we were talking about Dave Fincher a little bit ago, someone wrote a review saying like. This movie is very Hitchcock, Hitchcock's vibes. And it made me think that I feel like a lot of people talk about Jordan Peele being like this generation's Hitchcock. I kind of feel like David Fincher might be that. I don't consider Jordan Peele this generation's well, people, but, Hitchcock. But there, there's, a, there's always those articles where it's like, oh, like Jordan Peele, like, you know, he's the the modern day. There's people who say is what I'm saying. So it was, it was in my head. And then I read with this review and I looked at David Fincher's filmography. This movie... Uh, the killers, like he has that stuff where I didn't see the killer, but like he kind of has the the Hitchcock theory where he tells you something, not at the end where it's a big twist. It's kind of he tells you, and then your suspense building it and building, like you said, Amy's actually this was all about her, and then you watch a half of the other side of the movie. What's gonna happen with that? Is she gonna go back? Is she gonna kill herself? Is Nick gonna get the death penalty? And I think his filmography represents that more than Jordan Peele's. I was just curious what you thought of that. I mean, I don't think Jordan Peele is another Hitchcock. But do you think he, David Fincher is? David Fincher's closer. David Fincher probably, yeah. Like, Jordan Peele, they're just saying that because he makes horror movies. No, I just, but it made me think, because I was like, oh, I, I just was like, I, I never thought I'm of saying it. this, but I love Jordan Peele. Oh, no, I just never <laughs> thought of David Fincher in that light. Then yeah. you have, like, seven, and there's things where it has twists, but he does it, he does it more in the style of Hitchcock than... A normal mm-hmm. movie would. Yeah. And I just thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, I would never put those two together, but now that's all I'm thinking. Well, because, like, the other thing with David Fincher movies, like, he does that, but the thing is he explains it. Like, he explain like, you want more, but he explains it in a way that's, like, when he finally gets to a twist, that it's, like, it's still satisfying enough. Yeah. Like, it's just enough to be, like, okay, accept it, even though you're, like, I want more. Yeah. Jordan Peele movies, I think more specifically with Nope, I feel like he attempts to do it, but he doesn't explain well enough mm-hmm. with certain things. Like, how long did the three of us debate the fucking Jordy 
the Geordie stuff with the monkey. Like, yeah. we were like, what is it about? We think it's this. We think it's that. And it's like, it ended up being like this thing that it's like, okay, we were kind of dancing around it, but it's like when stuff is unclear like that, like, I hate that. Yeah. I, 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 I just don't like that. And but then, with David Fincher, it's like he does it. And it's like he gives you just enough that it's satisfying enough, but also you're just like, I do want more. Exactly. And he has that <laughs> same like filmography where it's like he has those thrillers, but also you're like North by Northwest and like David Fincher has like the some of the thrillers and like Social Network and Mank. And I was just like, I would never guess if I didn't read this review. Um, Anything else before we move on that you had to say? Nothing? No. So it's time for the movie grid game. On the top, one word title, ignore the, released from 2000 to 2023, genre, drama. And then on the left side, we have Mads Mikkelsen, Mahershala Ali, and J.K. Simmons. Let's start with one more title, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. What's that German film you the guys Hunt. saw? Yes, that's what I was... I couldn't remember the name of Jartagen, it. Jartagen, I think the actual Swedish name is. Is it going to come up? Let's or see. is it going to think it's the other one? The Hunt. I mean, it's... Hold on. Let me... If I type in... Yeah, do, you, do you know how to spell it? No. Okay. Uh, release from oh, 2000 wow. to 2023. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, by the way. I'm going to say Mads Mikkelsen. What did he do? I can see him in a movie with glasses. He uh, <laughs> can't put, remember uh, it, though. Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. He was in Fantastic, the Fantastic Beasts. The Crimes of Grindelwald? Or? Secrets of Dumbledore? The Secrets of Dumbledore, yeah. yeah. He's in a lot. There's, I feel like there's Doctor Strange. There's, I forgot um, about Doctor Strange. Another Round. And then the Drama. Oh, I can do another round. Okay. There, can't do yeah. that. I I was like, I'm not going to be able to help with this one. Hannibal. Um, let's see the show. Mahershala Ali, one word. Moonlight. That was a good one. Because I was like, I, I was thinking of stuff and it like wasn't popping up. Mahershala Ali. The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. <laughs> He's in there? Yeah, because I just watched it. And I was like, that's going to get us a good one. Part two. Make sure you do part two. Yeah, that's part one. Oh god. I know. I'm just. Wait, I don't know why it didn't pop up. Oh, he's so he's only in part two. I don't. Yeah, I've seen all of them except for part two, so he must be. Only I in just part two. rewatched them all, so that's why I was just like, that's gonna get us a low and percentage. A, a drama. Green. Your, book. I was gonna say your favorite best picture. Movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Green oh, book. I forgot about that. Well, you will for this because it's on the top two fifty. Ew, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's higher than Gone Girl. Look, actually. I like Green Book. I, I like Green Book, but I it's did, not. It definitely should know one best picture, no. but I, I liked it. J.K. Simmons, one more title. Ew, we no, talked about not. it on the podcast. Spider Man. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking of. Well, I know Whiplash. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. We, why'd you look at me like it with a blank stare? Because I thought it was harder. Uh, but no, I just was I feel saying like Spider Man will get like. Oh, lower percentage. Would you want me to do that for? Do La La Land. La La Land. La La. Wait, he's in La La Land? Yeah. He plays the bar owner. Oh, I didn't remember. Very small. And then genre, drama. Drama. Um, I, I, I'll get this. Hold on. He did a movie. Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, no. He did a movie. <laughs> See, that's where it gets tricky. Superheroes like, are more action. Uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. So you should have done Simmons. You should have done Spider Man No Way Home. You probably could have got La La Land with drama. Mm. You could have just done Spider Man, and then we would have made use Whiplash. Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man. Well, Spider Man is that considered one word? I think though? it is. Oh, is that how the, okay, I've I used sure it before. If they count that, um, why can't I think of anything he's done? I know, and I was like, I I've seen him. In State so Farm many commercials, things. drama. Hold on, he did a movie. 
I can like picture that him starred, in like everything. That starred like I want to say like something along the lines of Little Miss Sunshine, but I don't think he was. That's in what Little I was thinking too. No, he wasn't in it. Jk, I can picture him and stuff. I just can't remember him. Drama. Damn. It's def- there's definitely one that we've all seen like multiple times. We just can't like think of it right now because it's so. I really wish you didn't put whiplash for that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Matt. You could have told me no. Okay, okay wait, hold on. So whiplash is directed by Damien Damien Giselle. He only has four movies. I he wasn't in Babylon right now. Yeah. He wasn't in any of those. Give me other people that he might have starred with. Ugh, that's even harder if you can't think of the movie. Yeah. I think it's time you give up. I'm trying to think of like something like around like the fifties or something that he's been in. Oh. Damn it. Oh. oh. I saved the day. Oscar nominated. Good thing I said that time period. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I Two, can see him. 2,325, top 14.8 of players today. Sorry, I forgot we were on a uh, audio and video podcast. The last one was Being the Ricardos. Uh, overall, um, they were the most popular guesses overall were... The Hunt, Casino Royale, Another Round, Moonlight, Green Book, Green Book, Whiplash, Spider-Man, and Whiplash. And now I have to look them up because I'm like upset that it took Final us Final things long. of the day. Um, MVP, LVP, most valuable player, least valuable player. Jimmy, your most valuable player. Um, Rosamund Pike. Kelly. Oh, he was in fucking Juno. Oh, Fuck. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, uh, you were right when you were like Little Miss Sunshine type of thing. I was like, he's in like oh, a like Little Miss is. Sunshine type of thing. Uh, MVP, MVP. Mm, I want to say Rosamund Pike, but like it's hard because I want to say Gillian Flynn because she just made it perfect. So Gillian Flynn, yeah. Okay, and mine was David Fincher. Jimmy, you're a least valuable player. Um, that they cut the script. Okay, Should've been a little longer. Kelly, stupid neighbor because she got she got played. I forgot Casey Wilson. Casey Wilson. Mine's the Academy for fucking snubbing almost. Oh, this true. Very true. Movie. Very true. We're finally, and I feel like we're gonna do the same as we did last time. We talked about this. Do I even need a calculator? Well, let's see first. Oh, Jimmy? God. Hold on. I need to download. I don't think so. If it's the same score as last I'm time. I'm putting a 10. Kelly? A 10. A 10. Jimmy, okay. what is that? 10. 10 out of 10. It compares to the 8.1 out of 10. We are above. So not only is our score much higher than the IMDb score when we compare it, but compared to when we last did this episode a year ago, before we, you know, rebranded the podcast, it is still the same number, which means it is aged perfectly for us and continues to be a perfect movie, obviously. And the only second movie since doing the IMDb Top 250 list, I think, what else that has a perfect about? 10. The other one is Room. Room? We talked about Room. Books! Jimmy, close us out with the clues for next week. I've never seen the movie, so uh, I have no idea. Um, oh, okay, so someone, has, someone who hasn't seen the movie, give clues of what um, you would think. I, I, that's what I was going to do. Um, it's it's about smart people, a person. Um, I think it takes place at a school. And math. Good enough. Okay. Yeah! Um, Stay tuned for that. Let's see how accurate Jimmy was. And we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media, at Pop Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network.
Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.